It's game two of the Warriors regular season preseason and fellow animal lover, fellow dog lover, Kylan Mills, Cron 4 Sports anchor joins me. Kylan, you ready to dissect this upcoming road trip? Oh yeah, I'm ready to dissect it. Uh, I don't know if I'm mentally prepared, but I'm ready if that makes any sense. Oh, we've got a doozy ahead. We've got a doozy ahead for sure. Hundred <laughs> percent with you. Yes, I'm drinking coffee while you're talking. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow Kylan Mills on Twitter at Kylan Mills. She is Cron 4 Sports anchor. She is the reporter, their host. You name it, she does it for that news agency. And I am Cyrus Thoughts. You can follow me on Twitter at Dogster Pro Show. Kylan, it's great to see you again. Um, let's start things uh, off with the road trip. The Warriors are embarking on a lengthy one. I believe it's five games. Uh, they take off tonight in Orlando. What are you expecting uh, as we're winding down this regular season? I mean, they've got a difficult stretch ahead, Cyrus. There's no doubt about it. First of all, you're on the road. They've played very well at Chase Center all season. Um, so road trips just in general are a bigger challenge. And then obviously, without Steph Curry, they still have to figure out how to put the pieces together, how to put together a win. They came dangerously close in that last game against the Spurs, but just couldn't quite get across the finish line and get the W without him. The Warriors looked like they got off to a slow start in that game. They looked like they were trying to figure things out. The first half was ugly. So now is the time that they really need to get get the ship righted, especially tonight against the Orlando Magic. They are a bottom feeder in the league. This, to me, is a must-win. Warriors have to really, really get this W over a team they should beat. Then you've got the Heat coming up, Cyrus. I don't know about that matchup without Steph Curry. It's a tricky one, no doubt. Um, and, and the Heat, again, are the top seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. And I just saw a tweet that uh, that Steve Kerr doesn't know yet if he's going to play Clay or who's going to play because that is the second half of a back-to-back. Um, I want to share this tweet, though, from the voice of the Warriors' Tim Roy, who's an absolute legend. I'm yeah. sure you've crossed paths with him a million times uh, at Chase Center and, and, and elsewhere. And he wrote this interesting stat because I was I was with you. I thought Orlando, great. We're, we're, the Warriors are playing a bottom feeder, one of the worst teams in the NBA. And then Tim had to bring my entire morning down by tweeting this. He said, the Warriors take on Orlando. The Magic are 6-6 six and six since the All-Star break. Not bad, not great, but not bad. They're 500 ball. But their defensive rating, 109.8, is tied for 7th best in the league in that 12-game stretch. So I feel like that's the last thing the Warriors need is yet another stout defensive team. It brings back horrible memories of the Celtics. Um, I, are you still confident? I, I I guess I am, but when you don't have Steph, it's just a wild card every game, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, even before you brought up that stat, I don't know that I was 100% confident because, like you said, without Steph Curry, this team doesn't look the same at all. I mean, we talked at practice with Steve Kerr just about how much attention he draws on nights that – Steph has huge scoring nights. Yes, obviously he makes an impact, but also the nights that he just draws defenders to him and he kicks the ball out. He gets passes. Somehow he manages to get the ball out of traps and assists his teammates. So whether he's the one scoring a lot of points and whether he's not, he's the one that makes this offense go. He's the engine behind it. 
the Warriors haven't quite found their footing without him. I mean, maybe a couple games in, they'll really figure out who can carry this load, but there's no one who's going to replace Steph Curry. That's the mm-hmm. bottom line. So I don't feel 100% confident no matter who they're facing because he is the catalyst for this team. Um, do I think they can still win, and especially over teams in the bottom half of the league without him? Absolutely. But it's not a guarantee. And I still think based on last game, it looked like the Warriors are trying to find an identity without him. Yeah, I hear you. And I'm trying to uh, become positive again since, uh, I mean, the weekend was just disastrous in so many regards. That uh, that we had the the that offici- that the, the officiating of that last game was just atrocious. There's no other way to really put it. I hate blaming losses on refs, though. Uh, I mean, they, they had a lot of other issues. Draymond Green got ejected early. And then we also, over the weekend, learned that James Wiseman's basically done for the year. Uh, and, and when that happened, I guess that's why I start calling this the regular season preseason. These 11 remaining games to me, it, it, this isn't the Warriors going out trying to earn a seating at this point. Although that would be nice, but I just don't think that's the focus. I think the focus more is on developing the youngsters more, preparing them for the postseason, while also ramping up Clay and Dre uh, and getting them ready because Dre's been out for two months. He's only been back, I think, for three games. Clay Thompson is still not at that consistent level yet. What are your thoughts about the Warriors uh, with 11 games to go? Um, like, are you, I, I know it's very hard to predict, but I mean, we, we can hopefully assume that Steph's going to come back. We can hopefully assume that in these next 11 games, Clay and Dre are going to get better. We're going to see improvement and we're going to see more minutes from Kaminga. Hopefully Moody comes back soon, but what are you, how are you feeling about this Warriors team? And, and, and what are you thinking and seeing, uh, in these next two, three weeks? Well, first it was kind of an up and down weekend. It was a roller coaster this weekend. Like you were saying, we got the news about James Wiseman. That's devastating, obviously. You gotta feel bad for for I hate to call him a kid, but he's still so young. We have to keep in mind that he can't legally drink alcohol yet. So for one I more mean, week, correct. His, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And his, you know, NBA career hasn't really taken off at all yet. So just feel for him and what he's going through. However, there was a silver lining and somewhat of a positive when we learned on Friday about Steph Curry's foot injury, that it's a sprain and that they think he could potentially be back in three weeks. I think that is huge for this team. And that makes me feel much, much more optimistic than I did on Thursday night when we were waiting Mm -hmm. to learn exactly what the diagnosis was. And I think given the injury, this was the best case scenario. If this team can get Steph back and he can get some minutes even in one of the final couple few regular season games, I'm feeling very good about where this team is at. However, I think right now, first of all, the focus has to be on getting players healthy. Gary Mm -hmm. Payton second's been battling an injury. I think he's going to be a key piece to the puzzle in the postseason uh, and a key role player off the bench. He's, you know, we don't exactly know where he's at right now in his injury battle. Um, He's supposed to be close, according to head coach Steve Kerr, but then he didn't play on Sunday night. Um, he's possible to play tonight. I'll have to double check the injury report just before the game and he may end up playing, but I think making sure he's healthy is going to be key. You just mentioned Moses Moody. I mean, he was really coming into his own this, this last stretch of the season. And now is the perfect time for a youngster like him to get some minutes and to really get ready for the postseason in Steph's absence. Um, Friday, Steve talked about how this is an opportunity for some of the young players to really fine-tune their game for the Warriors to figure out ways to score, ways to win without Steph, Um, for him to really get a better look at some of these younger players who could be playoff rotation players. And I kind of like Moody in the playoff rotation. I'm not going to lie. Jonathan Kaminga, I think, has to be there, especially given the Warriors' struggles um, as far as size goes. But (laughs) no. Let them bark. No, it's part of the show. This is a dog-friendly show. Continue on, please. I love it. My neighbor's walking their dog right across our front windows. We have large picture windows. So uh, I'm going to let you take it away. Okay, good, good, good. Let's call it it ambiance, Kylan. It's ambiance. It's it's ambiance. 
We put our, we put ourselves under the gun here. If you can't talk about the Warriors while your dogs are barking in the background, how much do you actually know about the Warriors? Here's what I'll say. I think your dogs are Warriors fans. I, I mean, before the show started, we were talking Warriors and they started going crazy. Uh, by the way, you tweeted, and, and here we are again. By the way, you tweeted something last night about how your dog, um, and you can follow Kylan Mills on Twitter at Kylan Mills about how you're seeing dog uh, grays in your dog's uh, uh, whiskers and stuff. To me, like, again, my dog just passed away and I'm not going to talk much about it because I don't want to cry in front of the camera, but my dog was a month shy of 13. What started getting to me uh, was when he started acting old, like when he couldn't jump up into the car anymore and stuff. That's when I started getting the feels. I was like, oh boy. Like, and fortunately, it was another two years after that before he sadly passed. But no, six is so young. Your dog is a pup. I say just, you're good. I, I just enjoy your time with your with your babies. Uh, you got a long way to go with that. And I just love that we're fellow dog lovers. Um, what are, As an insider, you're, you go to a lot of the practices. You shoot some great film. You're obviously communicating and, and engaging with the team to, to glean information. Uh, what's the deal with Andre Iguodala? Like, like what is his injury? And are we going to see him again this year? That is such a great question. So, Thank of course, Brass has been feeding us. Uh, what I've been hearing this whole time is just that he's dealing with inflammation, soreness, inflammation, soreness. And it just seems to be a repeated cycle that he, like, can't get it under control. Um, hmm. Are we going to see Andre Iguodala, and is he going to be a contributor this postseason? I'm very skeptical. Given his age, given how many problems he's had this season, like, I am not feeling good about it because almost similar to the way that James Wiseman has continued to have setbacks, it seems like Andre Iguodala continues to have setbacks, and there's really no one from what I've talked to people in the Warriors organization who, like, have a clear-cut answer as to, like, Steph's injury is very clear cut, you know, like here mm -hmm. are the steps that you take to get back. And here is a timeline for when you're going to be reevaluated. After you get reevaluated, here's a week that you could potentially really work back into getting into game shape. And with Andre Guadalla, there just doesn't seem to be any clarity. And, and that's my biggest concern. And that's why I'm skeptical. Anytime you don't have clarity about an injury, it is incredibly sketchy. I always think back to 2009 with the Celtics when Kevin Garnett had a mysterious knee ailment, missed the whole playoffs, and it cost them potentially a repeat finals appearance that year. Um, you know, the Lakers, who I always joke about just because they're a rival, Kendrick Nunn was their mid-level exception pickup. He had a knee bruise back in September, still hasn't played yet. And, and Wiseman and now Iguodala, it's the same knee injuries. When it comes to knees and shoulders, and that's why uh, Moses Moody, I was, I'm, I'm still a little nervous, even though apparently that's a common thing for him where his shoulder pops out and goes back in, but... Um, when it's those two parts of the body, that is where evolution has not caught up yet. Like human beings are flawed as, as an athlete yourself. I'm sure you know this as well. Um, if it's a knee thing or, and, and to a lesser extent, shoulders, you gotta be wary. And it's, it's a bummer. Um, we're going to talk a lot more about the warriors, uh, in just a moment, but first we got to talk about bet online, a very long time, uh, sponsor of this program and of the locked on podcast network, March madness is here. Kylan, who are you rooting for in March madness? By the way, do you have a team? Good question. Uh, I went to a small division two school, played soccer and tennis, so I don't necessarily have a really strong allegiance. Um, I will say that I picked Gonzaga to win the whole thing because wow. I think they're due. Mark Few done an incredible job. Uh, they've been the number one overall team, but they've never won it all. They came so dangerously close. Uh, I would like to see what Coast conference team win. They, the conference has been, it ever has been. I talked to Bill Cartwright. He agreed with me. So I'm going to go with what he says. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Legendary Bull Center, Bill Cartwright. Yes. 
Absolutely. And and yeah, I don't have a stake. I'm an, I'm an Aztec for life, but I don't know. I don't think San Diego State has a shot in this tournament. I don't even know if they made it. That's how little I'm following college basketball this year. But nonetheless, if you want to bet on the tournament and so much more, bet online is your spot. And from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and information. Bet online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And I'm looking at betonline.net right now. The Warriors are seven and a half point favorites over the Magic tonight with the over-under being 215. I'm not touching either one of those. No recommendation for me. Kylan, if you have a recommendation, please tell Dub Nation. Otherwise, you could be no. like me and say no. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to also stay away from that one. Um, with <laughs> Steph Curry, I like the Warriors, the seven and a half point favorites. But like we've been saying, it's kind of a toss-up without him. I'm really hoping that this team can get some wins under their belt before he returns. However, you just talked about some of the stats with the Magic. Defense locking down. That will not work in the Warriors' favor. Uh I'm not touching it. I'm I with hear you. That if, the only thing that actually looks decent is the over/under of 215. I might, I might think about the under for that, just because of the the two defenses. The Warriors' defense is still stout, but yeah, regardless, yeah. It's, and it's not just basketball you could bet on. Bet online is your continued source for all the sporting wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. And today's show is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. Uh, Kylan, as an athlete yourself, uh, you know, I don't know how, how much you focus on your physical shape today. I still try to. The pandemic messed things up a little bit. But one great thing you could put in your body is the AG1, which is a key product from Athletic Greens. I always talk about my mom and sister being insanely health conscious. I gave them a sample to let them basically endorse this for me, and they endorsed it. They love it. It gives you vitamins and minerals that you don't find in almost anything else you can consume in your body. And again, they sent me the sample pack. I tried it. I love it. All you do is just put a scoop inside water in the morning on an empty stomach. And your brain is revitalized. Uh, it, it increases your acumen. It's great for your digestive system. It's great for your immune system. This is incredibly healthy content. And it's cheap. It costs less than $3 a day to invest in your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts is free and available wherever you get podcasts. Kylan Mills, Cron4 Sports anchor, joins me. You can follow her on Twitter at Kylan Mills. Uh, one uh, a point of contention for Dub Nation, and we got to touch on this, is Andrew Wiggins. He's uh, I think he had a pretty good game uh, in the last uh, last time they played, but. His free throw shooting is drastically down. His scoring is down. I want to share the stat with you real quick. This is uh, from Dalton Johnson of uh, the local NBC Sports affiliate. Uh, he posted this great stat, if I could just find it in just a minute. But it was he's basically comparing um, the stats from February 1st of Wiggins versus Kaminga. And since February 1st, 
Uh, their minutes, Kaminga's playing seven less minutes per game, yet they're averaging the exact same points per game. Rebounds are almost identical. Kaminga's shooting better. Uh, their three-point percentage is near identical. And Kaminga's free throw percentage is nearly double. The point being is Kaminga, a rookie at 19 years old, is vastly, maybe vastly strong, but he's outplaying Andrew Wiggins, who has one of the highest payrolls on this team, um, who's expected to contribute. I mean, he's an all-star starter. What do you think's going on with him? So I have a theory, and my theory, Cyrus, is that Andrew Wiggins' play has been completely affected. His role on the team has been affected by Clay Thompson's return. Because Clay Thompson's return didn't happen too much before the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. And since the All-Star break, we've kind of just seen Andrew Wiggins fall off in some of his play, some of his numbers. Um, but I do want to attribute some of that to Clay Thompson coming back on the floor. He takes a lot on the ball. He takes a lot of shots, um, and he takes the ball out of other players' hands. And I think Andrew Wiggins maybe felt like he had more freedom to be aggressive and more freedom to really take ownership on offense. I mean, at least for me, that's where I'm seeing the difference. It's just he's not as aggressive on offense. Uh, we heard from him on Friday. He talked about it. Steve Kerr's talked about it uh, several times over the last week, especially in Steph's absence. He has to be more aggressive, and not just in taking shots, but taking it to the rack. I think there mm-hmm. were one or two times I remember in this game on Sunday night that I was like, oh, hey, Andrew Wiggins just got an and one because he, he took it <laughs> to the hole against the Spurs. Like, why doesn't he do that more? Um, but as far as what's going on with him, I, one, feel like Clay Thompson coming back has to be taken into account because mm-hmm. he really does change the entire way this offense operates. And secondly, we have to keep in mind that all the starters haven't played together, as we keep talking mm-hmm. about. Raymond Green wasn't healthy, and Andrew Wiggins was sick that one game that finally he came back. You know, So there is there hasn't necessarily been a flow in the offense. I feel like the first half of the season, the Warriors had such a good flow. They had such a good chemistry. And it's honestly not quite been there. Um, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm hoping they get back before this playoff run. Um, and also as far as um, free throws go, I feel like that's all mental. And I, I almost feel like he has the yips a little bit. Like once you get in your own head, it's hard to get out of it. I'm with you. And 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 two things uh, happen when Clay Thompson returned. One, obviously, is Clay himself reinserting himself into the starting lineup. And you're right. That changes the entire dynamic. It changes yeah. the paradigm of the Warriors offense. But at that exact same moment, another thing happened, and that's Draymond Green got injured. And he's been out. And, and we've all seen by now his impact defensively in terms of, of running the offense, talking about that. The, the easy flow of the offense and the ball movement that just has stagnated. Um, so uh, here's my question to you, I, I guess, and I love your insights on this is uh, what do you think the impact is not necessarily of Draymond Green's absence offensively, but defensively, because what concerns me is that Andrew Wiggins is suddenly playing power forward night after night. That's a very different defensive assignment. And now you're t- you're dealing with individuals who outweigh you by 30, 50 pounds, um fatigue could suddenly start playing a factor do you think that's a variable that should be considered as well yeah i actually think you bring up a great point um and that's something that immediately popped in my head as soon as you brought up the fact that he has been playing power forward is just the physical wear and tear from playing that position uh from getting beat up down low and we saw the warriors in some of the games they struggled they were getting beat up on the boards and he's really Mm -hmm. having to like you said try to out muscle and try to really you know get in the mix with players who are much bigger than him 
Um, I think that there definitely could be a fatigue factor. And I think you also always have to look at that when you get to this point in the season. That's something that the Warriors, several players talked about kind of during that stretch where they struggled following the all-star break. It's just that there is, there is kind of a lull, lull in the season where you do deal with some of that fatigue. And I know right after the all-star break, they had like one or two good games. Like, okay, hopefully that was, you know, somewhat of a rest, but then you've got so many players who are injured and not healthy and I think it's both physical and mental fatigue, though. You know what I mean? And it's a long season. And it's just that point in the season where, you know, you're not quite in the home stretch. It, you've got players who are injured. You're trying to just get through the freaking mud. And I think it was a little bit of both. And I think Andrew Wiggins was affected by that. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. And the free throw shooting, I can't emphasize this enough. So many players, for some reason, are just so image conscience when the, when it comes to free throws if, if they just literally brought rick barry in my great friend hall of famer warriors legend and taught him the underhanded style it doesn't take that long to learn it that percentage would skyrocket but so many players shaquille o'neal the, the lakers brought rick in to help him and shaq just basically said no i'm not doing that and he had he struggled nearly his entire career with free throws except when it matters i do defend shaq in that he always says that when it counted he made it and, and there's a certain point to that uh in just a moment i want to i want to talk about another player uh, who was impacted by clay thompson's return but we've seen the opposite effect and i'm going to talk about that in just a moment after i share with you a way that each of you can save money, and that's Rock Auto. And saving money in this day and age with gas prices, especially. My good, Kylan, where do you live? Like, do you commute? Do you have to drive a lot? Like, what's your uh, your living situation? If you don't mind I me commute. asking, without getting specific. Yeah, I commute. Uh, I drive up to the city. Our station's off the Embarcadero from like Daly City Pacifica. I live kind of near the Saramonte Shopping Center. If people know that. I feel like that's a big landmark. I'm five minutes from there. Great because there are a ton of stores. Not great because I do have to deal with the commute, which also means traffic and now gas prices. So <laughs> exactly, I, I miss living there. I, I actually lived in Daly City for a little while during college, and I think the Saramonte Shopping Mall used to be the Tanfran Horse Track, um, which was a legendary place. I, I still don't know the history of what happened with that, but regardless, look, she's commuting. I'm driving around. I got to pick up my my stepkid almost every day. And gas is expensive for fixing your car is expensive. That's why Rock Auto is clutch. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? An example being in Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, just $216 from Rock Auto. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer and you could do it straight from home. You don't have to deal with driving to a store. You don't have to deal with all the people. You could just take wow. care of everything literally on your couch. How convenient is that? Uh, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com you are locked on warriors your daily golden state warriors podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first lesson every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Wrapping things up with the greatness that is Kylan Mills, incredibly talented uh, sports anchor, sports host, sports reporter for Cron 4 here in the San Francisco Bay Area. You can follow her on Twitter at Kylan Mills. Uh, in the same way that, that Andrew Wiggins has uh, regressed um, since the return of Clay Thompson, since Draymond Green's injury, uh, 
I don't know if we can say the same thing about Jordan Poole. I know, I know he had moments uh, where he was struggling, but the last three weeks or so, he's showing Dub Nation all the potential we've been waiting for and hoping for. The pool party is raging, folks, and he has not struggled. Uh, he seems to be doing fine. That the starting lineup of Steph, Jordan Poole, and Clay Thompson, I was loving that personally. Um, tell us about your thoughts of Jordan Poole and, and how amazing, in my opinion, he's been playing. Like, what are your thoughts on uh, on the pool party? I, I'm I'm all in on the pool party, Cyrus. I mean, swimsuit on. I'm jumping off the diving board. I'm diving in the pool. Um, I love the Steph. Clay, uh, Jordan Poole lineup. Unfortunately, we don't get to see it anymore. Uh, but I loved it. I mean, they were all three of them were clicking. They were all making shots. They were assisting. Like I remember, there was a game where like four possessions in a row it was a Jordan Poole or Clay Thompson bucket, uh, and they're dishing it back and forth to each other. Like the ball's moving. They're making shots. I don't know. I just feel like it clicked really well. I loved it. Um, but as far as Jordan Poole goes, yeah, I mean, he needs to step up for this team right now. He knows it, and so far he is. Um, he's playing aggressive. He's mm-hmm. making good decisions as far as when to make shots. He's playing hard on defense. I just think there's not much to knock about Jordan Poole's play right now. And the Warriors need it. Um, it's just, to me, watching him, the most incredible thing is how far he's come since mm-hmm. he started with the Warriors. And like just to look back in 2020 that people were saying he's a bust and to see him now really as, as a leader and for the time being a catalyst of this offense himself in Steph Curry's absence. Uh you know, hats off to him for the work that he's put in to get where he is. But he has looked great this last stretch. Um, I think Jordan Poole has made a case for himself to be in the starting lineup. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Cyrus, but oh, I'm kind of I'm kind of back and forth about it. Like, as far as like game one of the postseason, like who would you put in? That's a great question. Yeah, like I, I really think Poole should start. I, I really do. I, I mean, I think we've seen the difference between him as a starter and him as a sixth man. It's, it's. Yeah. Uh, I almost wish. I think was it you that who I was having this conversation with. I think it was where we were talking about maybe putting Clay, uh, bringing Clay off the bench as that manage nobly sixth man type role. But when I see those three together, I, I all I see are opposing defenses flummoxed. Like there's, they, they look at Steph. Like that Bucks game about a week or two ago was a great example of this, where they were focused all in on Steph because teams don't feel Clay is 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 at the same level he was three years ago, where he can just destroy yeah. you. Uh, but when you have Steph, Clay, and Poole, defenses are just completely stumped. They, they'll continue they continue doubling Steph, and now you have Jordan Poole who's starting to really figure things out. I love his ball handling skills. I think he's perfect filling in for Steph at the point guard position. I think he's perfect playing the shooting guard position when Steph comes back. And again, I, I'm with you. He's figuring things out. He's uh, he's even like, to, here's a sign to me that it's things are going great for Jordan Poole. He normally does not like to converse or engage with the media that much. He's actually like thinking about answers. He's giving longer answers. How uh, is he an interview? I've never interviewed Jordan Poole. I'd love to someday. Have you had a chance to actually like uh, uh, do an interview with him? Yeah, uh, I've gotten a chance to talk with him um, one-on-one, not this, this season, actually last season. However, uh, being in the media room uh, day in, day out as far as practice and games go, he, he's definitely one who has taken some time to warm up to the media. After the loss the other night, he was one of the guys that will come in, yeah, no. Oh, uh, well, we could have done better. That's all you can say. You know, he's one of those. Um, but I think that he's really – he has come a long way, and he is starting to open up. And I also think that's just a reflection of his confidence both on the floor and off the floor. You know what I mean? Like, you can just see the comfort- comfortability start to come out. And all the players, I, obviously, aren't even going to talk to me after a loss. I'm not blaming him at all. But I think that it's 
again, just the comfortability, the confidence has evolved in Jordan Poole. And I think that reflects in the way that we hear from him and that he talks to the media as well. I'm totally with you. And and again, his numbers are going up. His three-point percentage now is at 362 uh, which is almost identical to Clay's, um, his scorings. And, and you're seeing his minutes increase. He's now averaging uh, 29.2 a game. And that's just going up because you could tell Steve Kerr is starting to trust him more. Um, Steve Kerr, I look, at, at times I've had gripes with him about being potentially stubborn with younger players. But he also will reward younger players if they prove that they're ready. Um, and now we're seeing pool close games. We weren't seeing that at the beginning of the season. And, and my opinion's always been the players who finish the game are the players the coach trusts the most. And if you see a player not playing in those closing minutes, that means the coach is not ready. He's just not ready to trust this individual, but he is now, and I'm loving it. Um, anything else you'd like to promote before we wrap things up? This was another great show. Uh, again, Kylan, again, you can watch her all the time on Cron 4. Um, I, again, I, I, I go on the website and watch your reports every now and again. I think you did one report on a, on a – I can't remember what it was about. It was like a, a senior citizen – it's like some hundred something year old person. Oh, who, 101 year old uh, tennis player. 101 yes. year old tennis player in Palo Alto, I think might have been the one you saw. That is. One of my favorites. One of my favorites. I actually did a story with the guy last year when he turned 100, you know, texted the son. I'm like, hey, a year later, like, is he still out there, you know, hitting it around? And he's like, yeah, no, come back out. Unbelievable <laughs> story. Uh, shout out to Lloyd Pettis down in. Palo Alto because that's incredible. <laughs> and and I, I was really laughing. Yeah, and I was laughing because this at that same son, I think like, he expressed his one piece of dismay was he still drives. And he did and he could tell he was not he was not happy about that at all. <laughs> I can't blame um, him though. Like, can you imagine your hundred one year old parent like just out there on the roads doing a little like no, he, said, he just said he's like, I have a heart attack. He's like, I have a heart attack. You know, he's driving around to the grocery store at the tennis and back like begging him please give us your keys we will hire someone and he won't do it he won't do it he wants to be independent i mean if you're 101 and you're out there playing tennis like harrison ford always attributes that for his fountain of youth is playing tennis so and and, and you and i both played i mean you played in yeah. college i played in high school i love to play with you sometime if you ever need a tennis partner i'm game let me know done jamie mccauley um, a sports writer for the ap also is a tennis player we've been trying to get together so like we're gonna have to get like a doubles match we'll have to find a fourth Anyone else out there is a tennis player, hit us up because that'd be awesome. Have you tried pickleball yet? Like Rick Barry just, and it's the fastest growing sport in the country. Rick Barry swears by this. Have you played that? I haven't touched a paddle yet. Have you? Really? So yeah, yes, I have played. Um, not a ton, but I have played several times. Um, it's it's similar. It's similar. I will say I think the skills translate. It's just uh, definitely less movement. So that's why I think it's becoming more popular because it's easier for that older generation to play because the court's smaller. You don't have to move as much. Uh, it still requires the same hand eye coordination. I use the same form as I do with, you know, a forehand or backhand or whatever. Uh, but it's fun. I like pickleball. I, I'm, I'm a fan of pickleball, but I'm not ready to give up the tennis racket yet. I feel like maybe like 20 years from now and I'm like, eh, like, too much ground to cover in the tennis court. Let's just give give pickleball a try. <laughs> no, I love it. And Jane McCauley is a fantastic reporter for the Associated Press. She's been on this program before. Um, that, and that's because right. you know, I had no idea she plays tennis. And yeah. you both do fantastic work. Kylan, it's always a pleasure. I hope to make this a regular thing with you. Um, yeah, and good and good luck with all the broadcasts. Tell your partner, uh, Jason Dumas, by the way, who broke another story recently. I forgot what it was. I want him on the show soon as well. I'm going to reach out to him. Um, you two and everyone else there does fantastic work at Cron4, and congratulations. And again, you can follow Kylan Mills on Twitter at Kylan Mills. You can follow me on Twitter at Docs or Frocho, and this program on Twitter at Locked on Dubs. Kylan, have a wonderful day. 
uh, give your give your dogs a big hug and kiss for me. Um, I'll see you soon. Thank you. Dogs are in the doghouse right now, but uh, thanks, Cyrus. I'll I'll give them a kiss, I guess. <laughs> at least a big hug just give him this snuggling is what i miss the most with my pup so enjoy all right kylan thank you so much take care